0: Hey there, and welcome back to the Hardly Late Show. I am your host, Chandler. Hope you're doing well. I am doing well as well. Well, for the past couple of weeks, I've been pretty sick. I believe I caught the flu. No actual confirmation, but it started on a Friday, had a scratchy throat. I thought, this is fine. I'll be okay. Next day, Saturday, spiraled. I had all the symptoms, the whole kit and caboodle. Fever, sweats, fatigue, headache, it was miserable, but you know what, I took the time to take care of myself, I got a lot of rest, drank lots of water, made various soups, and I can say two weeks later, I feel pretty great, still kind of phlegmy, (laughs) but you know, hanging in there. And that's kind of the theme for today's episode, which is self-care. And I don't have any comprehensive definition at all, but in my mind, it is just making sure your physical needs are met to support your mental health and physical health. And that's something that I have struggled with for most of my life, I could say. And all I have to say is that I'm really proud of myself this year, especially when The biggest challenges have been understanding my own needs, resting, making space for myself. So I'm really proud that I stuck the landing. One time I did not stick the landing and completely face planted. And that was in 2018. I essentially, uh, to put it shortly, I ate a contaminated sandwich and got severe food poisoning and spent a week in the hospital. Um, yeah. So yeah, essentially, I was meeting a friend for an outing and it was a Saturday. It was Saturday morning. I left my apartment. I didn't eat anything. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm really hungry. I should get something before I meet up with my friend. So I went to this uh, remote hole-in-the-wall Middle of nowhere, sketchy, bodega, deli, corner store situation. And I ordered a breakfast sandwich, which was a uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. Very tasty. I ate it. Felt fine. The day went on. It was great. And then towards the end of the day, I started feeling weird and, like, shivery. And, like, I had to just, like, immediately go home and go to sleep because I just, you know, it was just weird. And then the Sunday... Symptoms got a little worse. Then I started like pooping and I was like, Oh, it's just like, you know, minor diarrhea. Maybe I just got like some, a little bit of food poisoning. It's fine. And then Monday, like it was a lot worse. I was pooping a lot more frequently. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to check myself into urgent care, see what's going on. And when I got there, they didn't really take my situation seriously. Um, they, tried to essentially send me home and just say, uh, you know, drink some water, sleep it off, you know, just basic self-care advice. And essentially, uh, they didn't believe me until I gave them a live demonstration of evacuating my bowels in front of them. (laughs) Because at that point, like it gotten so bad, I couldn't control myself anymore and no, that's, that's what, that's all I needed. And they sent me to the hospital and I got some tests done and I was admitted to the hospital and yeah, that was a very rough time. I could not stop pooping. I was really exhausted. having used the bathroom that often. I had no energy. I didn't watch any TV. I barely touched my phone. All I had the energy to do was just look out the window and contemplate my existence and that sounds really dramatic and dark, but you know, hey, it's like also weirdly a spiritual moment. So I'm grateful for it, I guess. So yeah, that sandwich essentially gave me dysentery. And if you're not familiar with that, it's like an illness, which is like, I guess, severe food poisoning caused by a bacteria, which essentially causes you to poop until you die. Essentially, a uh, Basically, your body can't hold water, and it just forcibly expels it until you die of dehydration, and that's really scary, and I can't believe I brought back dysentery in the 21st century, but uh, yeah, life-changing moment (laughs) for sure, and I eventually got better and um, lost some weight, you know, skinny legend over here, I could almost see my abs, and uh, 10-10 would do it again, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, no, uh, it was hell. I do not recommend it to anyone. So please be very mindful of what you're eating um, and uh, try to go to a place that has high traffic so you know that they are changing their ingredients frequently for fresh ones. Uh, But that was just a minor lesson. The biggest lesson I believe that I learned was, of course, self-care at the time and currently i live in a big city major city by myself my family isn't nearby and to be in the hospital and that sick without like f- any real support was kind of scary and i learned that like if i'm going to be doing this if i'm going to be living this like life of freedom and being independent i have to take better care of myself Mommy and daddy can't be there, so now it's on me to be an adult and meet my needs. But of course, this is me in 2022, saying this with the power of hindsight. At the time, I did not get that lesson at all, just head empty. I just went about my life. So yeah, from being hospitalized in 2018 to quitting my part-time job in 2022, I essentially spent about four years just ignoring my needs and neglecting my health and not really taking it seriously. I mean, full disclosure, I don't even remember the last time I had a physical. So, you know, that's a goal for me next year is just, you know, booking that appointment and getting that done. And, you know, it's hard to think about those things when you're in survival mode and you're projecting these negative futures and you feel like you have to, I'm speaking for myself, of course, but feeling like, you know, I have to work extra in order to save money and make money so that, you know, to avert some potential cataclysmic future that may not ever happen. But, you know, better safe than sorry. I'd rather have the money than not have the money. And, but what I didn't really realize at the time I was sacrificing a lot, you know, sacrificing peace of mind, sacrificing rest, sacrificing my health, of course. And it took me essentially four years to reach a breaking point. And that's when I started this podcast. So, you know, that's, that's growth. I got to pat myself on the back. It's uh, kind of ironic for me, at least, that I engage in survival mode for so long, which, you know, is a method, a tactic to keep yourself alive. However, I, at the same time, completely ignoring my health and neglecting myself, which is much more of a threat to my survival than, you know, making sure that I'm making enough money to pay bills and stuff. And this is not an anti-capitalism podcast, but uh, not gonna say it, but gonna say it. That's the power of capitalism. It's uh, wealth before health. And uh, it's really unfortunate. I'm incredibly blessed, incredibly privileged to have reached a point in my life where I could afford to leave a part-time job where I could afford to carve out a space for myself, to you know, feel safe and supported and be able to rest not everyone has that luxury and some people are really in the grind and they really don't have a way out at the moment. But I hope that my experience could at least inspire somebody or, you know, give them something to think about and just understand that like there is no, you know, there is no survival without taking care of yourself. There is no security or safety or, you know, whatever future you're trying to avert, you're not going to get to that future if you're, dead because you ignored your health and didn't take care of yourself. So that's just my two cents. I think traditionally my struggle with self-care was that I didn't always know what it looked like. I didn't have the best examples growing up. My dad was a working man. He got up in the morning, worked all day, came home, made dinner, Watched a little TV, went to bed, worked again. And, you know, he wasn't really able to teach me those things. And I don't think he's ever really been to the doctor, didn't really take us to the doctor unless it was like an emergency. I don't think I even went to the dentist that often as a kid. And, you know what? Not blaming him. He did the best he could with what he knew and what he had. And I'm a grown up now. So now it's my responsibility. So I am really trying to take this seriously in terms of understanding what my needs are, identifying those needs. And I discovered that self care looks different to different people. So what works for me is obviously not gonna work for someone else. And I spent time online or talking with friends and I'll read a listicle about self care tips or I'll watch a TikTok about you know self care tips. And it just wouldn't really resonate Like personally, I'm not really into pampering myself or getting massages or meditating, but I do find that I understand my needs more easily when I spend time in solitude and I just take time to feel myself out in terms of like my emotional space and my head space and allow what I feel is the most pressing thing at the moment to come to me and I find that giving myself that space is the first step before I understand my needs, identify them, do anything is create space, be in solitude. And now that I understand that space is very integral to how I meet my needs, I can create boundaries to help support that. And for example, the hugest, most glaring example of that boundary is, moving away from my family and living in a major city. That space that I created is allowing me to meet my needs more easily. Of course, my family can call me with their, you know, issues, but I'm in a better position. I can filter those phone calls. You know, if I'm busy or if I'm in solitude, I can call them back later. You know, if it's a huge emergency, they can leave a message or they should, you know, call 911. Um, also for another example is not spending all day responding to people on my phone or my friends or being on social media. I have like pretty much a hard out around like 11 PM where I will not respond to any messages or text messages or, you know, Instagram DMS because I want to go to sleep. And if I am online, I will spend hours past my bedtime talking to them. And while it's fun, it's not good for my personal life. I have work in the morning. I have things to do. So I'm glad that I've established that boundary and really stuck to it. It's always been hard for me to have boundaries and enforce them. As I've mentioned before, I grew up a people pleaser. That's how I was raised and conditioned. And when you're a people pleaser, people pleaser, you don't really have boundaries. They're not taught. You know, you're taught to Meet the needs of everyone else and ignore your own. And it took me most of my adult life to understand like how I not having boundaries allowed other people to essentially override my own needs and steamroll my own needs to the point where I could not identify them. So space is very, very important to me because it allows me to know where my needs begin and someone else's needs end. So I can, you know, properly assign personal responsibility besides boundaries and space. Another method of self care that I find personally fruitful is writing. I believe I mentioned that I journal occasionally. Journaling is awesome because I have, many circular thoughts, and I will think about the same thing over and over again until I'm exhausted. So to get the thoughts out of my head onto something tangible has, I guess, a recalibrating effect because now I can more easily compare and contrast my thoughts or anxieties versus my actual reality. And it's also nice to look back on my older entries and see what my fears were or my concerns were or how I thought things were going to turn out versus how they ended up actually turning out. And it's nice to see the growth, essentially. Another method of self care that is the most daunting currently is exercising and going to the gym. If you've been listening, you know that I've been at war with myself for quite some time about going back to the gym and you know, thankfully, getting sick for two weeks was a get-out-of-jail-free card. But of course, I gotta gotta get in there. Um, but in past experiences, when I worked out more regularly, it was really great to reconnect with my physical body, get back in touch with my body, and also be reminded of my very vulnerable, mortal nature, and that I can die at any moment. But also, just you know, the endorphins are great also seeing the results of your hard work and getting in better shape. And you know, when you look good, you feel good. So that's a win for mental health. But like I said earlier, self-care looks different for everyone. So I would love to hear your opinions or your ideas of self-care and what your experience is like. Um, I'm always looking to learn more and adopt more methods. So uh, if you have any suggestions, feel free to reach out at HardlyLateShow at gmail.com. But of course, as always, no pressure, no rush. It's always a good time. You're hardly late. Bye for now.